0: This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey Cage, and I am Chad Gunner Lale. Reborn, reborn, brother. I'm telling you, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for the future. I believe, uh, I believe things are about to get about to get good.
1: Oh yeah. I got about 30 days and I'm free. I can start taking some independent shows, um, having a little fun. I know we're counting down to the big, uh, tweet her around the world episode. So we're excited about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That is, uh,
0: man, that's going to be, that's going to be some good stuff. That's something that you've not talked about publicly and, uh, that I know that a lot of people are going to be interested in and, And uh, I'm I, for one, am ready to get your take because I've heard everybody else. And I want to hear it from from the man's mouth himself. Um, And and I I also knowing, you know, you're one of my closest friends and knowing who you really are. I want to talk about this subject because. I believe it'll open a lot of people's eyes and the people who have. Thought or had a certain perception about you. Um, hopefully, they'll understand, and they will. They'll wipe away all of the garbage that was in their mind.
1: That's it yeah. You know, that's the thing, man. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to talk about it too. And um, you know, before we even start talking about it right now, because <laughs> it looks like we're trying to uh, just. It's it's common for the way the world is, and we spoke about it last episode about social media and just twisting people's mind. Um, there's many times that, you know, you'll get lashed out over certain, but if you could just take two people, uh, I had one, I'm not, don't even remember his name. You know, I post my TikTok Jesus videos every morning. Oh Lord, man. He sent me all kinds of like hate stuff talking about, how I was, you know, preaching a fake God and I'm a racist and all this. I was like, dude, if we could just literally, and, and I sent him one and said, Hey man, God bless you. I, I hope we'll get a chance to meet one day and actually talk in person. Cause that's all it is. Like just yeah. sit in a room, like grown men, uh, you know, grown adults and just talk it out. You might not agree with everything, but you can hear my side. I'll hear your side. and we can just go about our way. But you know what? We're, we're in the book of acts and Paul probably dealt with this as you and I were talking before we went on air. He probably looked around a few times. and was like, Oh man, where'd my buddies go? <laughs> well, I guess it's just me and you, Jesus, which, you know, uh, you're going to have the iron sharpening iron and you're going to have those that uh, Paul talked about that sold themselves to the world. And decided to uh, uh, just go about their merry way and forget about the gospel. So before we get started, because we'll forget like we did yeah, last forget. week, if you don't, if you've not seen our new graphic, that's on the, you know, the podcast picture of Casey and I, the big WFF logo. We um, we have a really cool sponsor that's getting to uh that's starting to work with us to start. Uh, they're going to start doing some Gunner t-shirts, going to start doing some wrestling for the faith t-shirts. We want to shout out. To these guys, death and defiance. So you can check them out on deathanddefiance.com. We'll be sure to put this on social media, um, their Instagram. Um, I know the owner I spoke to today, so they get a lot of feedback through there, but check them out. It's death X defiance. Um, and if you're looking for a really cool company, that creates apparel to help share the gospel and share the love of Jesus. Um, but it's really like a, a cool hip new, you know, shirt. Um, man, they got some really cool designs. So check these guys out, deathanddefiance.com. and And, um, we'll be sure to tweet everything out as well, but really, really good Christian, uh, ran company that likes to share the word, putting it on t-shirts. Hey, I've learned it's a good conversation starter. You know, we always talk on here about being bold in our faith and, you know, I'm not going to take a Bible in the gym and and go, Hey man, let me talk to you about Jesus. Cause you're probably going to get somebody just run away. But the other day I wore one of my death and defiance shirts and said, um, no gimmicks, just Christ. Basically, I need nothing in my life, but Jesus. Yeah. This guy was like, hey, dude, that's a really cool shirt, man. I was, you know, I'm really cool. And kind of asked me where I got it from. So there you are. Open up a conversation about Jesus. So, yeah, that is very good. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: we thank them and we look forward to the, the future and the partnership with them. Uh, yes. So everybody go check them out. Also, that reminds me, we have Wrestling for the Faith hats now. Ah, uh, yes. Uh. And so um, they they look great, and so uh, we are going to we will eventually be having them at our uh, merchandise table at shows um, and but if you want one in advance if you want to order uh, you can go to our Facebook uh, wrestling for the Faith on Facebook go there and it's got all the information. Um, uh, how much and how to uh, pay so uh, you know we'd love to see everybody wearing a wrestling for the faith shirt wrestling for the faith hat around like you said good conversation starter um, you know people say hey what's wrestling for the faith and you tell them hey it's this podcast to to uh, wrestlers who who talk about <laughs> jesus and then oh well yeah. that's that that's that's kind of cool and, and then then boom, you've already opened up the, the talking about Jesus. So just go ahead and uh, lead them to the Lord right there.
1: (laughs) That's right, man. Yes. a Good company there here in Marion, North Carolina, hooked us up with those TNS, um, TNS hats. And they're, they're, they're awesome people, man. And they, they hooked us up with those hats. Um, So we got different colors and once again, we'll tweet all that stuff, Facebook, all that stuff out. So you guys can choose some different colors and it's got the WFF logo like Casey mentioned and then down on the bottom, it just says Romans 12, too. So we're always there to be sure that people are sharing the gospel. So, yeah, we, we're, we're getting it rolling here, guys. Amen.
0: All right. Well, let's dive into Acts chapter 15. Uh, we took off last week um, and, and had a good interview uh, with Nikita Koloff. And, man, that was a great spirit-led conversation. And I
1: got a lot of great feedback on it as well. Yes. Yes. Likewise. And he, I mean, he's a man you and I have both known. I've got a chance to do Bible studies with him last year. Uh, just a real, real man of God, you know, just so much wisdom there. And I loved it. I love that conversation. as one of you and I talked about throughout the whole week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Acts chapter 15. Uh, just begin here at verse one. Uh, it says, and certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. Okay. So just stopping right there. um, What, what Paul and Barnabas are doing, they are going to Jerusalem. They're going to meet with uh, Peter and James and uh, the other um, disciples that were at Jerusalem and they're going to, they're going to settle this debate. There, There were people who came in and said, okay, yeah, you can have Jesus and you know, Jesus is the savior, but, um, you have still got to do this. You still got to keep the law. You still got to be circumcised, and so that would be like somebody today coming to us, and uh, you know, uh, you the the pastor gives an invitation at church. Um, you know, come down if you would like to give your life to Jesus. Uh, you go down and you you pray, you you surrender your life to Jesus, and then you get up, and then he he says, okay. All right, now now that you know Jesus, um, you got to be water baptized. Now that's good. We're not we've talked about that before, Not discouraging water baptism. Um, but it don't it's not part of salvation. but but it would be like somebody saying, okay, now that you have faith in Jesus, you've got to be water baptized. Uh, you've got to make sure that you are in church every time the doors are open. You got to make sure that you read so many chapters of the Bible every day. And, and these things are good. These things mm-hmm. are good and they are necessary, but these Christian disciplines do not save us. It's faith in Jesus and what he did for us. And then the Holy spirit working through us. That's what, that's what brings about all these disciplines. It's not, it's not Jesus plus it's when you truly believe Jesus then you will do uh, like, like my pastor used to say, um, believe right. And you'll do right.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, real, I'll hit real quick. Uh, verse five, it said, but some believers who belong to the party of the Pharisees rose up and said, it is necessary to circumcise circumcise the and, and, and to order them to keep the law of Moses. So they were trying to, like you said, give them this kind of laundry list of things they need to continue to do. But Paul was saying, that because of what Jesus did and God's grace, it's gives us a different relationship than the law and, and it's that religion thing. It was a set of rules that they went by that they were trying to to go about. Like you said, good ex- or, you know a good example going to the altar and then the pastor saying, "Oh, well now you got to do this, this, this." And as you were talking, I started thinking about what would have happened if <laughs> when I married my wife in 2016, said so I do, she does kiss your bride. And she turned around and give me a list and said, all right, now, if you love me go do the laundry, go wash the dishes, go do this, go do that. I would have been like, wait a minute. What? what? So <laughs> to me, it's the same. Like once, once I gave my life to Jesus, you know, when I was 17 years old, um, I knew that getting baptized was a good thing to do because it was, it was showing everybody, Hey, I'm new remade. I knew I had to get into the word. I knew I had to do these things, but You don't. I think what a lot of new Christians are told at times and think at times is, man, I, I, there's this set of things I have to do, 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 and what you're saying, Casey, is that's not what it's about. It's ultimately about God's grace, the relationship with Jesus, and because of my relationship with my wife, and because I love my wife, I'm going to help her around the house, and vice versa, she's going to help me. So in return, that love and that relationship with Jesus we're going to want to be in the word. We're going to want to get baptized because it is an amazing feeling. When you fall into that water, and you're brought back up, you know, we're going to want to be in prayer and fasting, et cetera. So I I get what Paul is, what is, uh, what Paul is going through here. Exactly. Religion says do Jesus says
0: done. Right. And, And so, you know, in, in this situation there's, there's a lot of, Religion and and this is where and we've talked about it before, but this is where so many people get hung up and so many people get burned out. Uh, they come to the place where they feel like they have to do all of these things. After they get saved, they feel like they have to do all of these things. So basically, whether they've got it written down on a piece of paper or it's just a, a mental thing, they've got this checklist in their mind. I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got to do this and it's a daily checklist. And I know I've been there. It, it, I have, I have been there where sometimes it became just a religious checklist every day. Oh, I gotta, I gotta read my Bible. Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do the, the thing is when you truly surrender to Jesus, the Holy spirit gives you those desires the Holy Spirit is drawing you to the word of God. The Holy Spirit is drawing you to church. The Holy Spirit is drawing you to, to clean up your life. He will, you know, get rid of things that, that are not pleasing to God. It's not a thing of, you know, we've talked about it before. Oh, when I get saved, I'll have to give up this and give up this and give up this. It's, it's, it's for those who, for those who have never truly been saved, you just cannot understand this. It is a supernatural change. Your desires change. Don't mean that every decision that you make and everything that you do is perfect, but your desire was to do what was right. Even if you missed the mark, even if you slipped and and you stumped your toe and you said a cuss word, that was not your desire. Your desire was to was to go through that pain with, with grace, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but, but our desires change. It's, it's not a, not a putting a religious yoke on ourselves and like the Pharisees uh, and some uh, denominations still do today.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, years ago, my desires were to, to party, uh, to do pills, to live for the world. And, Saved at 17, but into my twenties, those were my desires, but, you know, um, believed in God, prayed to God when I needed him. But when I realized that like giving up that stuff was going to be way better for my life, way better for my salvation, obviously way better for my relationship with Jesus. And looking at the life I live now, I'm so much more pleased and so much more full. Now it doesn't mean every day I wake up and it's, you know, sun shines and rainbows outside because Lord knows we face our issues. but it's that, that difference between that, you know, as a 17 year old kid, not really being mentored into my twenties, I was thinking it was a set of rules. Mm -hmm. I was thinking I had to do this. I had to do this. I'm never going to be good enough for God. So I might as well just do my own thing. But now I realize, no, it's not about that, man. It's not about that checklist you talked about. I used to, maybe three years ago I got to where I'm reading the YouTube uh Bible app, which is a, a com- amazing app, but it got to where it was just a checklist throughout the day. And yeah. I had to check myself and the Lord, the Holy Spirit checked me and said, hey, stop doing that. Just mm-hmm. get into the word. Just get into the word. I'll lead you. You know, <laughs> many mighty men and women of God throughout the year didn't have a you new a U- U- version Bible app. You know, they right. just read the word, man. And that's really what it's about, just being sure that we 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 know that relationship with Jesus we've talked about so many times on here just, um, just being in that daily, daily conversation with him. Yeah. And, and on that note, real quick, <clears throat> it's
0: important to, okay. You are talking about your relationship with your wife. Um, it's a good thing for husband and wife to, uh, send the kids off from time to time. Or, or if you've got, in, in my case, we are blessed to have kids the age where they can stay at home now. And we can say, Hey, we're, we're going to go grab something to eat, but it's good for husband and wife to have that date night, uh, every now and then just get away from the hustle and bustle of the world and just spend that time. Just, just one-on-one. It's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus. It's important for us to make a date with Jesus and keep it. It's important for us to have, a certain time, uh, like men you talk about, for the most part, it's first thing in the morning, Bible and coffee. You know, some people can't do that. Some people, it's later at night. Some people, it's on their lunch break. Some people, you know, different schedules. But it, it's very important to have a time set aside for the Lord that, that you have. You have your, your reading and your prayer, and you, you just just one-on-one just you and him no phones no no junk just just you and him and that just like the one-on-one date nights with your wife will strengthen your marriage the one-on-one time uh, with god will strengthen our relationship with him
1: oh yeah and and that's it don't make it a checklist i mean you know if there's a morning you sleep in i mean i promise you god's not up there shaking his fist at you. For me, this, this season of, uh, in my church, we usually do a 21 days of fasting and prayer. And I was just praying about, Hey Lord, what do I need to, what do I need to fast? And you know, I've fasted social media. Um, that's all well and good. I think we should take a break from that stuff. But for me, this, this season was, uh, get your lazy butt up in the morning and spend a long time with me because at nighttime, uh, by, by the time we put the daughter to bed, you know, nine o'clock, my brain's fried, man. I can't concentrate. I'm sleepy. So you know I'm I'm sacrificing sleep and I'm going to start getting up four four thirty in the morning and um, just sitting alone with the Lord. So quieting my mind because the house is quiet and just uh, but not being legalistic about it. If I mess up and sleep in one day, I know hey I can still get up, right? You know and spend time spend time with Jesus. It's still going to be there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, let me read from verse six on down here for a little bit. It says. Uh, now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been multiple or when, when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God chose among us uh, that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledge them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved in the same manner as they. <laughs> Man, that's something that needs to be—that's something that needs to be preached by a lot of pastors in a lot of uh, legalistic churches today. Why are you putting <laughs> a yoke on your yeah. congregations that that you can't even
1: ho- uphold? Well, it's that—it's that—and uh, I even wrote it down we speak about watered down gospel here quite often, um, about, Oh, you just and I've heard this man. And it completely blows my mind because, you know, Jesus said in John 14 that, you know, I am the way I am the truth. I am the life. And he is the only way. And, you know, to me, you're putting a yoke around some of these people's necks or whatnot. When you, when they speak of, you just need to be a good person to get into heaven. I've heard, I've heard many people say that or listening to a, uh, you know, uh, man, some Oprah thing from, I guess the nineties where she was talking about, there's so many other ways to happiness. And, you know, there was these people going, no, there's only one way it's Jesus Christ. So, you know, it, Paul was saying here, but we believe that we would be saved through the grace of Lord Jesus, just as they will. Um, I'd like to touch on the fact of Paul talks about how he, you know, was chosen to take the word to the Gentiles. So basically he give a man like me, a man like you, Casey, who I don't I don't think you are, but I know I'm not Jewish. I wasn't born Jewish. I have. So because, because of Paul, we have this opportunity. If you're not in that Jewish family to hear the gospel, right? We had the opportunity to know who Jesus was. He sent it to all of us that we could be the temple of of God. And it's completely unraveled everything that these Pharisees had been taught or believed. They were like, well, what are you talking about? Like, no, that's not, you know, you're, you're, you're preaching lies and all this stuff. And he goes, no, I'm not because of what Jesus did. You know, I'm taking the good news to the Gentiles. Exactly. So, you know,
0: Peter backs, backs up Paul and uh backs up Paul and Barnabas on this situation. And, and what we end up uh seeing um, is that they come to the conclusion. um, Let's see. About verse 13, it says, After they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them the people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return and rebuild the tabernacle of David, which Has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins. I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Known to God from eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge that you should not trouble those among the Gentiles who are turning to God but that we write them to abstain from things polluted by idols from sexual immorality, from things strangled and from blood. So basically he's saying you don't have to become a Jew. You don't have to keep the law. You don't have to uh, be circumcised. You don't have to do these things that, that these others at the beginning of the chapter were trying to, uh, to put that yoke on, on the Gentiles.
1: Yeah. And, and I like, you know, I'm glad you read through that, those verses. Cause when I was reading, you know, verses 19, kind of through 21, where it's talking about, you know, um, abstaining from idols, sexual immorality, so on and so forth. Um, we know that the Gentiles were a part of a lot of this like pagan kind of ritual stuff from what I've read and all these other things, a lot of homosexuality, a lot of other things. And, it made me think and think when I was reading through this, studying for tonight's episode. That um, Paul came and shared Christ with them. He came to give them, um, you know, uh, I guess, an opportunity to be made new. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about these things and how some of these Gentiles may have been practice, practicing homosexuality, you know, worshiping idols, worshiping many gods, you know, whatever it was. But once they found and discovered this relationship with Jesus, because of what Paul did by bringing it to the Gentiles, they were made new. And I started to think, as like, when you're made new and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, you know, you believe he died, rose again, calling upon his name, save me. You are a, a new cre- creation. You don't have any desires for these old, this old life. And uh, it just, you know, made me start to think, man, of all the old the things I went through, you know, I've, I've got, uh, you know, stories I've heard of uh, homosexuals who were, cleansed of their their lifestyle because they gave their life to jesus um you know uh, I've, I've been reading a lot of stuff about the transgender movement how some of these people who are coming to know christ realize man you know i'm a new creation i'm a child of god this this is who i am i was created in the image of god man and woman you know and so it's great to see um stuff like this in the bible where we're told to abstain from these things and once you Once again, go back to the relationship with Jesus, become a new creation, a new creature. You don't want to be a part of that anymore. That's old life. You're made new.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and for those who might might not understand what uh you know sexual immorality is, that's anything outside of God's design plan. Um it says in Genesis, he created them male and female. And so Anything outside of God's design plan, uh, which is one man, one woman in a covenant, you know, uh, with each other and with God, then that's sexual immorality. So, I mean, really, if you are truly saved, we don't have to have a letter like the law. We don't have to have something like if you're truly saved, the Holy Spirit's telling you this stuff the holy spirit like like it's like uh jesus said he would lead us and guide us in all truth and mm-hmm. if we will just listen he does that on a on a constant basis uh i was talking to you today about some stuff that j- just frustrates me that uh you know i'll catch myself uh listening to and i just get that conviction and think man you know, a couple of years ago, you would have, they would have said that word and you would have completely turned it off and, and shut it off. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's a good sign that the Holy Spirit's saying, Hey, you know, uh, consecration, you know, I've called you to be set apart. I've called you for something, for something different.
1: Yeah, it's really just watching what you put in your spirit, man. Because, I mean, if you're opening up doors, I've listened to Dr. Brown preach about this. And, you know, um, if you're opening up the doors to the enemy, um, you know, you're allowing these things to come in and kind of corrupt your spirit. And and Paul was talking about that with the Gentiles here, abstaining from those things, abstaining for me. It's years ago, I used to listen to certain um, heavy metal. Uh, Now I don't because of the lyrics and, and what it says. It's a lot of it. I mean, was singing about Satan and all this other stuff. Right. Why am I going to la- allow that into my spirit? There are certain TV shows my wife knows. Uh, man, I bet I watch <laughs> two hours of TV a week because it's just not, I don't care anymore. because mm-hmm. I'm trying not to let that stuff into my spirit. And years ago, I used to go, ah, no, nah, that's not going to affect me at all. But I look at it now and I'm like, no, it does. When you, when you truly have the Holy Spirit, when you're truly saved and you truly allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and you're being led by him, you you have no desires to. Whatever it may be, a part of um, sexual immorality, uh, a part of watching some garbage TV show. And guys, uh, you know, we're not on here by any means telling you not to watch TV. I mean, it's just something that we we tend to really want to watch what we put in our household because you got to protect yourself, you got to protect your family, um, and and that's just sticking to the, the word of God, right?
0: Well, and in my case, and what I was talking to you about today, <clears throat> I've come to learn that. When you deny there is no small conviction because it's all the Holy Spirit trying to lead us in righteousness. Um, uh, but we would call them small. Uh so you know, my situation used to, if I was watching or listening to something and it said a cuss word, uh, you know, I'm turning it off. You know, especially if somebody's going on a rant. Um uh, yeah. but that's that's a good thing. That's that's not a bad thing. But I've learned that if we deny the small quote convictions, it makes it easier to to deny the bigger ones. Right. Um, you know that uh, that old saying that sin always takes you further than you want to go and keeps you longer than you want to stay. We cannot dabble in sin and think that we're going to be okay. I mean, you've, we've heard of great uh, men of God falling into temptation because they dabbled. You know, yes. there's, there's all kinds of situations like that. And it's not that they didn't love Jesus. It's that they were dabbling. They were allowed... Yeah themselves to push away that still small voice of the Holy spirit and say, I I can, I can look at this for just a little bit. I can listen to this for just a little bit. I can dabble in this for just a little bit. And the more you, the more you dabble and the more you deny those small things, it makes it easier to deny the bigger things. And, And that's not a place that you want to get to.
1: No, I read a good book one time by Steve Farrar. It was called Finishing Strong and there's just so much good in it. So if you're a reader, check it out. Um, I can tweet about it, whatever. But long story short, it talked about how does a man and a woman of God finish strong? And and it's not, like you said, it's, you, you can't dabble. Because when you dabble, you're opening up doors, you're opening up windows for the enemy to sneak in behind you and, 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 and entice you with other things. And he said, what kept him uh, you know, in a life of of fully co- being consecrated God and finishing strong was his relationship with Jesus knowing that he could not dabble. There's certain things he could not do. And you said it a couple of weeks ago. I want to say that he knew what his standard was. And Jesus is the standard, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus didn't dabble. <laughs> he right. didn't try to open up uh, doors of like anything. And we see in the Bible, all these men, um, um, uh, David, for instance, he dabbled, he, he mess, messed up, uh, was in an adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, I believe it was her name, um, you know, ended up killing her husband and I mean, so on and so forth. So you just realize that a mighty man like God, like David, if he, if he dabbles and he was falling, oh, you know, we're, we, we really have to be careful. And it's just really watching what we put in our spirit, what we allow in our house, what we allow into our mind and uh, knowing who our standard is, and that's Jesus Christ. Yeah,
0: it, it's a basic principle, and everybody can go and read Romans chapter 8. Um, yeah. It is a great, powerful chapter, and one of my favorites in the whole Word of God. But the moral of the chapter is basically, if you feed your flesh, that's what's going to dominate. If you feed yeah. your spirit, that's what's going to dominate. Yes. It's a, it's a simple key that we as believers need to always keep in the front of our mind. Um, And, and that's something that, like, like I told you, I'm, I'm frustrated with some of the things that I've let in lately. And uh, so, you know, the Lord's really been showing me, Hey, um, this don't need to be here. So, yeah.
1: And if you're, you're out there listening and you're like, man, I'm in that situation right now where I'm dabbling and doing these things. We're not, we're not, Pointing fingers, trust me. If I'm pointing one at you, like the old saying says, I got what three other ones pointing back at me. My my thumb's not pointing at me, so I don't understand why they say four. I just got three pointing (laughs) back at. But but anyway, you know. So listen, we're not pointing fingers. What we're saying is, it's never too late to pick up and start over until you take your last breath. You know what I'm saying? So just know that Jesus loves you, man. Like he does. There's many times I've (laughs) I've dabbled way too deep in my life. But I am so thankful for the grace of God, and that's what Paul was telling these folks here too: is abstain from this stuff. Uh, you can't dabble in it. Jesus loves you enough to where He give you uh, this true meaning to life. This um, dude, this key to the kingdom. You know, um, just being a good person is not gonna is not gonna get you that far. Amen. Um.
0: Well, one more little note here. Um, beginning at verse 36 and we'll go ahead and wrap up, uh, chapter 15 since we're here at the end of it, but it says, so Paul and Barnabas, they went and started taking, um, you know, taking, they wrote the letter, um, uh, what we just read a little bit ago to abstain from, uh things polluted by idols and blood and sexual immorality. Um, so the church at Jerusalem wrote these letters and now Paul and Barnabas are going out to distribute. It says in verse 36, then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. That's the gospel writer, Mark but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. Now we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was that dissension and it it sounds to me like that. I don't know if Paul was just saying, Hey, Mark didn't Mark didn't go with us and help us with this. So he shouldn't go and, Uh, I'm I'm not sure. It sounds like there's more to it, but it don't say exactly why he left and, and went basically went home instead of going with him on the, on the rest of the journey.
1: Yeah. I've got some notes here in my Bible, man. I have a a study Bible that, you know, ESV version, and it talks, it said Paul showed wisdom in replacing John Mark with Silas because at the time um, it says right here, despite John Mark's shaky start. So, Maybe um, you know, we could dive a little more into that. Maybe he was not prepared to uh be a disciple, um, to you know, be a part of the mission that Paul was a part of. I don't know, but it just says he replaced John Mark with Silas at the time because of you know John Mark's shaking start. But it also says that, you know, John Mark learned from his mistakes. So there were some mistakes there of something, and he became so valuable to the body of Christ because Paul. Mentions him and changed his mind in Second Timothy four eleven. Right. So he's mentioning again in Second Timothy. So I'm thinking, you know, it's just um, going back real quick before I forget on verse thirty six. Uh, it talks about Paul and Barnabas um, returning back and visiting the brothers. So I thought about John Mark here and how Paul deeply cared for discipling others and building them up. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's a lesson there. I got a lesson there of, of it's always important. For us, you know, I guess seasoned believers, if that's what you want to call us, is being sure we're checking on friends who may be new to the faith or, or you know, someone who may be going through something because the Lord knows Casey and I reach out to each other every day. Hey, pray for this, pray for that. Or what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Paul knew how important that was because that was continuing to share the gospel, uh, building these people's faith and their strength in the Lord. And maybe that's what he was doing with John Mark there. Is John Mark was slipping up and wasn't as strong or, uh, I don't know. I don't want to you know, put any bullets on him or nothing, but Paul obviously knew what he was doing right. to replace, replace him maybe with, you know, um, a certain you know, Silas there that was mm-hmm. perhaps ready for that mission going forward. Um, so that's important to think about. That's good. Um, you know, you read through this stuff hundreds and hundreds of times, but then there'll be one time you read it and you go, man, I never really noticed that, but, why was he replaced? I mean, you start to think it just, you know, it's kind of like my pastor's not going to call me tomorrow and go, Hey, I need you to preach Sunday service at, you know, our church on main stage. Cause you know, I'm probably not prepared for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so maybe that was something there that, that, you know, Paul, if you look back at Paul's time here in Acts, there was a moment where. Uh, we talked with Nikita about it last week where he went away for three to five years or something, basically to be discipled, to be prepared. Uh And, and, and basically that's what Paul did with John Mark here. He said, Hey, go away. (laughs) Maybe you got some learning to do. I don't know. Send him to a smaller region. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a, a preparation season. And, and he was mentioned again in second Timothy. So you take it that John Mark learned from that. He wasn't one knows it tucked his tail between his legs and said, oh, man, I can't believe he did that. You know, there's there's things we can learn uh, in just in those this few verses of of being mentored, being discipled, uh, being called out. I mean, you know, there's times that I do believe where as a Christian, you know, if you're doing something wrong, Casey, or I'm doing something wrong, my you know, brother's got to call you out. You got to go, hey, man, dude, that's not what we do here. That's not how we share the love of Jesus. And um, so maybe that's what happened there.
0: Yeah, that's that's the truth. I, I'll give an example, and then we'll we'll shut up. But uh, I, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I remember being at a, and I might have mentioned this before, but I, I was at a Christmas gathering, I think, and it was just family, and I had run across this video, and it it was too vulgar for me to share. Most people would think that it's not. It's not anything, you know, but, um, but I was sitting around and I ran across it and I, we were at a table and I showed it to like a few people and, uh, then everybody laughed and whatnot. And then we went on and I got up the next morning and I, I was in prayer and the Lord just started really convicting me over that video. And I thought, man and he said i want you to call every one of them that you showed that to <laughs> and repent to them one-on-one yeah that's a humbling experience very and uh you know I, uh. I did so so i contacted every one of them um you know there was four or five and i said hey i'm sorry i shouldn't have uh shouldn't have showed y'all that video last night it was it was uh too vulgar you know whatever mm-hmm. and uh, one said oh i didn't think anything about it i'm not judging you and i said but here's the thing i said you're a christian i'm a christian
1: yeah
0: and we're not to, to judge the outside world but the bible is clear that if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, we are to judge each other's fruits. We are to hold each other accountable. I said, you know, the, the Bible says don't judge according to appearance, but judge with a righteous judgment. So you had every right right at that moment to call me out
1: mm-hmm.
0: or a, at least to call me, you know, later that night and say, hey, I, I don't think that was right. Uh, and that's where we get the, and that's a totally different subject that we we go down for for a long time, spend a whole episode on. But that's where people get judging and accountability mixed up. Uh, we're not called to judge those who are non-believers, but we are to hold each other accountable as brothers and sisters in Christ. Not according to our opinion,
1: but according to the Word of God. Yeah, let your conversation be seasoned with salt. That means your conversation on Twitter, on Instagram, on videos we send, and you know we've all been guilty of them, man. And I, I years ago, I as I started getting closer to the Lord and realizing, okay, man, you got to change some things. You got to take some things away. There was conversations in the locker room that if it started to happen, um, the easiest thing for me to do at the time because I wasn't going to tell you know three or four guys, hey man, why not you let's not play that or let's not talk like that what would I do? I just get up and leave the locker. Right. You know, and, and uh, you know, just, so letting our conversation be seasoned with salt, dude. And <laughs> real quick, I always love the, uh, the t-shirt, the bumper sticker, the slogan that said, only God can judge me. And I want to go, well, buddy, you might want to be worried about that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if only God can judge you, then that's, that's, you know, Hey, we might want to correct ourselves. And, but that's, that's a good, good deal, man.
0: And that's just that's a that that slogan or that saying whatever is just a perfect example of people who do not read the word of God because right if they understood ooh, ooh, the man. judgment of
1: God yes they wouldn't want anything to do with that man and I'm thankful for Jesus because you know Jesus come in and died for our sins he 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 took that he took that cup reading another good book the other night it painted a picture of you know Jesus taking that cup that was our cup. And drinking of it, you know, drinking our sins, dying for our sins. And I was like, wow, man, the way he painted that picture of, you know, what Jesus did for us, um, you know, because God's wrath in the Old Testament, we see, I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah burn them down, you know, flooded the earth, wiped out humanity, basically started all over um, just so many things. And it wasn't because, you know, you got those atheists or people go, oh, well, then God's not all loving. No, he is loving. He, he he, was, I mean, correcting us for our sinful ways. You know what I mean? And um, does that still happen? Yeah, it does. But I'm thankful for a relationship with Jesus. that, um, you know, Hopefully, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, where I live here in Mooresville, bursting in flames like Sodom and Gomorrah, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: Well, I believe that's a good stopping point. We actually made it through a whole chapter. It seems like with us, we... We get through one, one verse, we get, I don't know that (laughs) usually it's just one or two verses, but you know, praise the Lord. We made it through a chapter in the the Jerusalem council, Acts chapter 15. That's a good one.
1: Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good conversation. All right, guys.
0: Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for listening and supporting us. Uh, Be sure to check out wrestling for the faith on Facebook. And I am at real Casey cage on all social media. I just started a Gitter account recently this week. So uh, if you're on there, Gitter, G E T T R, I believe.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Give me a follow over there. There you go. And I am at C W L underscore gunner. So that is on Instagram, Twitter, and then, uh, you know, normal name on, on Facebook. And before we close it out real quick, just come to mind, God put it on my heart. There's a lot of persecution going on in these countries of India, Canada, doors being shut, you know, Christians being, um, basically put in jail for speaking against certain things that the Bible, um, you know, says is wrong. Let's keep these believers in our prayers. Let's remember here in America, how, comfortable we get sometimes but let's realize the intercessory in prayer and and you know stuff like that is so important to be praying for other believers yes it definitely
0: is all right guys thank you so much god bless you and have a wonderful day Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at Real Casey Cage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith.